So as everyone continues to get settled, let's take the first few moments to establish our posture, just to make sure that we're feeling balanced in our posture, that we have that balance of being relaxed in the body, yet alert in the mind. The alertness in the mind means being willing to receive whatever is arising, whatever is being known. So in the body, we do a short check-in to see whether there are any places where we're holding tension. Usually around the eyes, where we're scrunching our foreheads sometimes, trying to see, see if we can soften around that area. And the jaw as well. Intentionally letting go of any tension there. So check throughout your body. See what you need to do. Soften, relax as much as you can. And there are places that will just hold that tension. Let it be okay. Keeping the spine erect but not stiff. Now bringing attention to the attitude we may be holding in the mind at the beginning of the sitting. If we have any kind of agenda that we want to accomplish something or to experience something, see if we can put that to the side right now. And replace that with the intention to just receive experience as it comes, when it comes. One of the great attitudes and qualities that we can have that support us in our practice is the one of receptivity. Allowing this receptive nature of the mind to Simply receive and know what's happening in the moment. If we can tune into the sounds in the room right now, the sounds of any electrical fan, or the movement of people around us, or the sound of a voice being known, you might see that there can be an element of receptivity there. We know we can't control, maybe as much as we'd like to, but we really can't control the sounds arising and and passing away. So the ear door and the mind just receives what's happening. Receptive, gentle nature 
and see if we can bring that quality to other experiences. So bringing that same quality to receiving the sensations arising and passing away in this body. Tuning in to this whole body, just sitting here. And then tuning into the changing experiences of sensation in the body, coming from here and there, not needing to control anything. Just noticing, receiving, being mindful. Then bring that receptive quality to wherever you experience the breath most clearly. It could be around your abdomen where it rises and falls with the in and out breath or around your chest area. Or for some of you, it's more naturally around the nostrils. So again, choose just one area and let your attention softly remain around that area receiving the changing breath, the in-breath, the pause between, the out-breath, allowing the breath to be natural, not forcing anything. Use a silent mental noting if it's helpful to you noting in to bring your attention more closely and intimately to that in-breath. Noting out and feeling that out-breath. We can always start here with the body and the breath to stabilize the attention. And when the attention is naturally called to some place or some other experience, we know that's happening because it's already there. It's already at another sensation in the body or perhaps thinking or perhaps a certain emotion like sadness or joy. When the attention gets drawn someplace else, totally let go of the breath and receive open to whatever is now presenting itself in the present moment. Know that completely. Whenever awareness gets in touch with that experience, fully open to that moment, Turn your attention to how it's changing. And then another experience may call the attention. Let the mindfulness know that as well. You can come back to the breath any time you need to, or the body just sitting here 
anytime you need to stabilize the attention or cultivate more calm. And then letting the attention do what it does. It takes other objects very spontaneously and naturally. Remember that it doesn't matter what the object is. Every object is worthy of our attention. What matters most is the mindful attention, mindful awareness that we bring to that experience. Seeing if we can bring as clear, naturally strong awareness to whatever is happening. Be particularly aware today of difficult states of heart and mind that may arise. And when they do, see if you can make room for it. Try not to focus too much on that experience. Allow the field of awareness to be somewhat bigger. Soften the attention around that difficult or challenging experience. On an out-breath, just kind of soften. Allowing whatever that experience is to be known. Seeing if you can just touch it with awareness. Without trying to fix it or make it go away or change it or cover it up. See if you can just feel that experience with awareness. It's important to see how that experience changes and moves and morphs. Sometimes it can get intense, sometimes it can weaken. Go back to the breath or the body whenever you need a respite from difficult emotions or painful sensations in the body. You can treat them in that way as well. And with the thinking mind, know that this is very natural. Remember that Thinking is not the enemy. It's a natural occurrence of the mind. That's what it does. But in our practice here, what we want to do is just know it as a process of thinking. Thoughts go by. Some of them are known. Some of the content is known. But we don't have to lean into the content or the story can just settle back and see it come and do its thing and go. If we don't feed it by trying to know what that means, it just comes and goes. It can feel like energy just arising and passing away. 
like a train goes by. We can notice the process of its movement on its track without feeding it or fueling it any more than that. So let's just settle back with a willingness to be open to whatever arises, to know it as clearly and as in a balanced place as possible, to allow experiences to arise, to change, and to pass away. Keep a sense of balance as you go along, being relaxed yet alert.
in the last couple of minutes of the sitting, see if you can refresh your attention. Knowing whatever is going on in the mind right now, in the body. What is the attitude of the mind? So, questions this morning about your practice? Yeah. Um, I'm curious about neutral. Um, I I tend to have a very easy time discerning between um, pleasant and unpleasant. Uh Uh-huh. And going and splitting between the two rather than finding a neutral. Um, I tend to find things, as long as they're not unpleasant, I find them pleasant. I just, I wonder if... Right. Okay. So questioning about neutral, what is that space? Tending to splitting between the two. If you don't find things pleasant, you find them unpleasant and vice versa. Right. Neutral, it's experience of neutral feeling is something that comes to attention very clearly when the mind is much more quiet and still. And, um, for example, sometimes it does take a while, you know, for, for you to be here and just calm the mind a little bit more. And sometimes we can just, now not to look for this, but just giving you an example, sometimes at the end of the sitting, can just open your eyes, and it's, not, it's neither neutral, it's neither pleasant nor unpleasant. It's just a feeling of neutral. You don't find it falling to one side or another. So that's, I'm just giving you that description because 
you may notice it sometimes when we make a description, you'll notice that. And it can happen so quickly before it goes into like, you know, our opinion about things. <laughs> they come so fast. It can be perfectly nothing, but we have an opinion about it uh, or a feeling about it. You're like, I like this. I don't like this. So actually, you know, what you just said is you learn something about your mind, how, how it does its thing. But it can be in a place of not, um, not veering towards pleasant nor unpleasant. It can be like that. The trick is not to look for it. It's to just be receptive. Yeah. So let go of everything I said and then <laughs> and then just let it be. Yeah. Uh huh. And in the past, I've also received instructions about leaning into difficult feelings. It can be really juicy and really interesting to start to pay attention to them, having feel the texture. Having feel the texture, right. Mm-hmm. And, and so there seem like two different responses. Yeah. And if you could just say something about Yeah. So she's mentioning that in this sitting, I gave the instruction to soften around difficult experience um, where you might feel overwhelmed or it might be more intense is what I was um, trying to describe. But she has received the uh, instruction before to lean into the experience, to really feel the texture of it. Well, both of them can be done with the same... uh, You can soften around the experience And then once you feel a balance by softening around there, you can more like get closer to it and touch the experience. Like if this is the experience happening and this is mindfulness, it's bringing mindfulness to it and rubbing the attention on it so that you really feel the attention, the experience close up. So in actuality, both can happen, but you really have to gauge whether you need this right now because sometimes this is more like pushing it away or it's more like going into intensity when you need a little more distance and balance. So that, those are the things you need to discern for yourself. What I was um, trying to bring you all to is to understand is when there is something that's happening that's overwhelming or it's difficult you don't, it's already pretty much right there. You don't need to do anything more with it. If it's right there, just feel it as it is right there. And sometimes even we need to back away a little bit more because otherwise it's too much energy. So we want to have that balance with just, just enough energy, not too much and not too little. So find, you have to gauge for yourself what you need to do with that moment. Yeah. Giving it a lot of space sometimes. Sometimes come closer. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's normal, but I seem to do a much better meditation practice when it's guided. Uh Uh-huh. When I'm just not. Yes. 
Is that it? Is, is, yeah. Okay. Is it with time and practice that yeah. I can guide myself better? Or? That's right. Uh, the comment is, uh, she seems to do a much better meditation practice when it's guided, and uh, in time and practice will it get better for you, where you can guide yourself. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes you just... Um, it's normal to, for a lot of people to say, okay, can take instruction and then follow instruction. And then when the words are gone, the instruction is gone, the mind just kind of does its thing and goes all over the place. So it takes practice to bring that constant um, mindful awareness to the moment. And as you're being guided, you're bringing it to the moment. So when the guidance stops and the words stop, you need to sometimes remind yourself. And you can remind yourself by maybe asking a question, what's happening now? And you know maybe you'll answer that by bringing attention there to know what's happening. And then to answer, to, to name that, what's happening. Answer that question for yourself. Or you can guide yourself to saying uh, gently, gently, be mindful bring attention here, that kind of prompting of oneself. And in time, that mindfulness becomes more, um, it comes up more spontaneously. But we do have to practice because we're not used to bringing that mindfulness moment to moment. That's why it's called practice. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she says that today I mentioned leaning into uh, mind states and Actually, I didn't say leaning into, but I, I know that's what you're... Yeah, it's more like knowing, being receptive to when they arise. Yeah, uh, especially when they're, when they're difficult. At this time, you know, we, we see the things that we don't normally see in our life because our minds are distracted by what we need to do, our responsibilities, etc. And here, we just have more of a keen attention to it. So... Um, you mentioned also getting lost in the, the story around it or the reasoning around it or the psycho- psychologizing around it. That's really normal because that's what we do in our life. And um, we want to know why. We, and we're so, you, we live in a, a psychological society, you know, and we're very intelligent. So the mind works kind of overtime in that way. So when it's doing that, when it's kind of in the story and you're, you're leaning into the story of what's going on, see if you can, when you know that, and you know that it's just going round and round, like you know, a dog chasing its tail, not getting anywhere really most of the time. Was that right? That happens? Yeah, just, so just know that that's happening. Sometimes it feels like I'm on the verge of something insightful about myself. 
Sometimes. Sometimes you feel like you're on the verge and you notice something insightful about yourself, and sometimes not, yeah. Well, you know, you're going to have to experiment, like how much is too much. Um, If my teacher were talking to me, he would say, let the thought go right away. But it's hard, you know, it's hard because it's like, oh, we're going to know something about myself that's really important. And I, I acknowledge that and know that that's true for myself too. So when you find out for yourself that, wow, I'm just trying to know, trying to understand, trying, then you see that really you're not getting very far with that. But when you can just stop and know it, oh, it's just thinking, or it's just trying, or maybe sometimes I know it's psychologizing, or I, no- I note it as philosophizing. You know, I go into kind of like Buddhist understanding of it. Then um, that, that's more helpful to me. The insights in the Dharma are different than psychological insights, so that's good for, for you to know. The insights into the in in dharmic understanding are the and we'll be talking about that more um, in the coming days. The first insight is to notice experientially how things are changing, and it's not like this, you know, like yeah, the light changes and now it's lunchtime. That's different from breakfast and seasons and all that. Yeah, that's true. But it's to see how things, like sometimes we'll see how things just come up and there's a realization, wow, where did that come from? It just came up. And then in the, say something arose, say a sensation in the body and it's painful, painful, painful and we think that this is going to last forever. But when the attention goes to it really closely, it noticed that it's noticing that it's changing all the time. It's intensifying and getting harder and softer and more liquid and fluid and it gets like um, uh, movement like air, like pulsing. And so it really goes to another layer of experience. That's one insight that we see, how that layer of impermanence is happening on that level of reality. And sometimes people see that something arises and it just goes away. And now nothing's there or it's not there at all. That level of impermanence is one of the insights. And so to be able to get there, we really have to be able to let go of something like the result of our thinking. So you'll, you'll be able to come to that, but if I give you an order, it won't happen. <laughs> you have to do it for yourself. And then there's the insight into dukkha, the insight into the unsatisfactory nature. And that insight is all about seeing that, for example, and this is the clearest example, to see that even pleasant experience doesn't last. Can't hold on to it. It, we can, it can be enjoyed. There's nothing in the Dharma that says it can't be enjoyed. It can be enjoyed, but it goes away. And to realize that. So notice it when it's there. And then when it goes away, it goes away. So we see the insight into dukkha 
that even pleasant experience, that's just one of them. There are others in sight into dukkha, but that's the most that we can see clearly. It goes away. You can't hold on to anything. If you hold on too tightly, it's like having a rope in your hand that's always moving, and it hurts, it burns. And so that comes from anicca, from impermanence also. And the other thing is the insight into the not-self of every moment, the anatta of every moment. We can see most clearly how uncontrollable it is. There is no self inside or outside or a combination of anything that's giving orders for it to be this way or that way. That's one understanding of not-self. It changes all the time according to conditions, many conditions and causes. So those are the three insights to, that we receive in the practice. Along the way, the bennies are, we get some psychological insights that are really important to us, that really change our way of seeing ourselves, change our way of acting in the world, speaking in the world, and those are also important. A little teaching for this morning. Yeah. So you're doing really well. We really notice how quiet you are, at least when we can see you. <laughs> and uh, just how actually how still it is in the hall. You may think it's Grand Central Station on the inside, <laughs> but on the outside it's pretty still and it, it's palpable. And um, appreciate your coming to the sittings and doing what you can. Uh, being mindful. Today, see if you can uh, just raise a bar a little bit for yourself, whatever that means for you. Uh, Wherever you're feeling you're not as mindful, you know, walking from here to there, or eating, or taking a glass of water, going to the bathroom, seeing if you can raise a bar a little bit in that area. And just bit by bit, that continuity will help you in your practice. Okay interviews now, so take care.